Blog Talk Radio. Well, greetings. This is Dave Baylock. It's uh, uh, summertime and the living is definitely not easy. Uh, we're in uh, early August of 2018 and all things are still, all hell is still breaking loose. And uh, to uh, uh, to try to make sense of this madness, um, we're we're going to talk about um, the Supreme Court and then a, 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 an amazing new movie coming out that I hope will get people's attention. And to do all of that, we're joined by Dr. Ray, Dr. Ray Working. Greetings, Ray. Good afternoon, David. Good to be with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Dr. Ray is, um, of course, a longtime host of co-host of uh, Homo Radio Sunday mornings, long-running, widely listened to on WRPI.org, 91.5 in the Albany, uh, Troy, Schenectady region and um, uh, available on all sorts of cyber cybernet uh, connections. Maybe Vlad is listening in on one of them, Ray. Um, yeah. Apple iTunes, uh, Apple TV, uh, you know, tune in. And uh, Ray, you mentioned uh, syndication. Can can you say a word about that? We're syndicated on the Quest of Life uh, Media Network now, which means about another million listeners. So that uh, is a cycling of multiple episodes, three during the week. So uh, those individuals who aren't available on Sunday morning, we have a lot of truck drivers who listen to us and right in the middle of the night. And they're tired of country music and talk shows, and they tune us in. So that's a lot of fun. Wow, there are gay truck drivers out there. Oh, more than you can imagine. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, well, actually, I know one uh, used to. Uh, uh, we helped him out when when he was in uh, uh, foster care, and um, I see his posts still on Facebook and. He's traveling the country in his, uh, I don't know, 16-wheeler, 20-wheeler, who knows. Um, but he seems to like it, and he gets around, that's for sure. So, Ray, we're going to uh, try to make sense of uh, the unsensible. Um, and we had a long talk last night that I think should go into the Museum of uh, Digital Media. Uh, we were talking about this Judge Kavanaugh, who is uh, uh, Trump's <laughs> Trump's pick for the Supreme Court, and it's going to be um, it's going to be bad, <laughs> really, really bad for folks like you and me, and uh, and uh, most of our listeners. But I want to uh, just read something from. Uh, this is from uh, a gay pub, oh, the advocate wrote this. Um, the gravity of President Trump's nomination of a second Supreme Court justice for LGBTQ people and other vulnerable groups cannot be overstated. 
If confirmed, Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, would tilt an already conservative court to the far right, the far hard right. Political scientist Lee Epstein recently evaluated Judge Kavanaugh's record and found that it would place him well to the right of every single justice except Clarence Thomas. Um, LGBT people in particular, um, um, for LGBTQ people in particular, this poses a serious threat. While we do not expect a direct reversal of the landmark holdings in Romer um, uh, versus Evans, Lawrence versus Texas, Obergefell versus Hodges, historic Supreme Court cases that acknowledged equality of LGBTQ persons decriminalize same-sex intimacy and recognize that same-sex couples have a fundamental right to marry. These are a number, there are a number of new issues that may be heard by the court that could result in long-lasting harm to LGBTQ people and their families. That includes, for example, the constitutionality of discriminatory new state laws in which states allow agencies to avoid placing and providing services to children and families, including LGBTQ people and same-sex couples, if doing so conflicts with their religious beliefs. And, and Ray, haven't we heard that before? Religious beliefs. I mean, uh, that's Mr. Pence's big issue, along with reparative therapy. Um, that's just the smokescreen for um, uh, uh, just, um, uh, what can you say, a heteronormative society that's, that's, that's just going to uh, fight back, claw back. Um, and um, Ray, what do, what do you think of those? Uh, well, you, well, it's you not had even some a job words. Also, it's just, uh, it's a, an absolute, um, you know, giving of power and privilege to someone to deny us anything, anywhere, anyhow, anyway. And Kavanaugh is uh, more of a danger than I think most people have a clue uh, that he is, which is why they do not want his papers from the Bush time that he spent there putting together crucial documents. Uh, he wrote opinions that went to W and um, a lot of them focused right on LGBTQ plus and we will be in great peril if uh, he is on you, uh, the uh, Supreme Court and you know he will be. Um, it's not first and foremost, there's no question he'll get there. And secondly, uh, his vote is going to be like dial it in. We know exactly where he'll be. He'll be as far right. I think he may eclipse Clarence Thomas and uh, it will be a vote that will be very harmful to us every single time. Yeah, and I think for Trump, the the key, the clincher was that uh, he believes uh, that a president can't be indicted, and he will be the vote to to protect Trump from from uh, impeachment or uh, subpoenas or any 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 dirty little stuff like that. Um, he will be the solid fifth vote um, to do that. Where, um, well, um, uh, Ray, can you say a little more? You, do, do you know a little more about those opinions? 
Kavanaugh wrote for for W. Um, yes, what was, what? I, I was just sorry. No, go ahead. Actually, the most the most telling one actually to go back farther goes. I just was working on it a couple hours ago for the other show tomorrow. Um, in the Clinton case, he felt that Clinton was uh, the civil suit against him and bringing him in, into court as they did was violated every principle of the Constitution. And then they mentioned, uh, you know, go back a lot farther to Nixon, that uh, they had no right to drag him into court for the crimes that were uh, committed while he was seated in the presidency. So those specific cases put uh, Trump in a in a sweet spot because uh, no matter what he's done as far as um, our, our potential new Supreme Court judge is concerned, um, sure certainty Supreme Court judge, he will he will keep um, Trump out of harm's way, and you cannot bring him into court. So you basically, you know, if the president um, committed a crime, shot that person on Fifth Avenue, nothing would rise the, to the level of, of trying him for anything until he was out of office. So, and then of course, the option there is can he pardon himself? But that's another chapter. Uh, as for right now, he would be he'd be golden. So this is an ace in the hole, and I'm convinced this is subjective, but I think it's true. That's the reason. That was the tipper of the ball into the hoop, as far as choosing, um, choosing him. Mm. Yeah, sports metaphor there. Right. Uh, it's I unusual. Think. You don't get many of those from Doctor Ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you're the sports metaphor man. You're the professor of sports metaphors. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a three-pointer. Uh, anyway. So, <laughs> so um, also the the advocate uh, wrote this. Uh, finally, there's a real danger that a Trump-packed Supreme Court would eviscerate the Affordable Care Act protections for people with pre-existing conditions. Overnight, such a ruling would leave countless transgender people and people living with HIV with no ability to purchase health insurance, and these. Issues strike at the very heart of our ability to live and survive as equal members of this society. There is nothing in Judge Kavanaugh's record to suggest that he would understand the real-world impact of these issues on the actual lives and well-being of LGBTQ people or that he would be anything other than a consistent vote to deny basic freedoms and equality to both LGBTQ people and to other vulnerable groups. Um, Ray, you, 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 you described Judge Kavanaugh last night as uh, all-American with the wife, the kids, um, the, 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 picket, the picket fence, the, the, the nice uh, green lawn. He's, uh, he, he's everything that I guess um people the trump is swat he's 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 mr white bread he's um he probably does you know in some of these cases when they come up i'm 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 just kind of shocked at the um say roberts this the the chief justice um how how devoid divorced from reality he is he has he has no uh 
he, he has just book learning. He has uh, law degrees, um, but he has no experience with with uh, the real world. He cannot see us. He can't uh, write about us. He can't consider us in his view of the world. And for the majority of this country, that's that's just fine. Uh, I, I mean, not the majority. I don't mean to say that for because we had a, a stolen election. Um, but for Putin and Trump and 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 the rabid dogs who who supported him, um, uh, it's just fine. It's just fine. And um, so you don't see any stopping of of Kavanaugh, do you? Well, no, I, I don't. And, and uh, you know, as I said on the show period before, um, you know, I raised my two nieces and one of them had uh, idiopathic infantile scoliosis, which is a profound form of scoliosis. So now, I, I saw it. Uh, her father and grandma saw it early on. The doctor uh, diagnosed it at 10 months. In the times before the um, the treatment that she got at Shriners and Temple University, the scoliosis would have been so great that she would have been killed. I mean, it would just crush your your upper torso, your body, your heart, and your lung. She, thank God uh, Rachel survived and, and thrived. And, and when she hit 12th grade, she finally got to play gym and won a varsity tennis match. Without that, that child would have been gone. And Jimmy Kimmel has talked about his son, and I believe it was a heart disorder. Um People don't understand, mm-hmm. unless you've been there, the value of this. This is life and death stuff because they will not go to those limits if you do not have coverage. And it really blanks me off to an extent I cannot tell you because I've been there um, at least in the second concentric circle of, of these kids, and, and uh, one of them needed this. And there are way more people out there than the average person could ever imagine. They think, think it's just some obscure case. Uh, pre-existing conditions should be up in neon lights on Congress. And yet you look at what they're allowed and their benefits, their health insurance is so good that I think it should be edits obscene. I mean, I think the doctor pays them for coming in and they won't give us what we rightfully have earned and need for our kids or for ourselves. And, and the Kavanaugh is going to be riding that white horse right in there. That man with his two cute little girls and the fist bump and that smiling Catholic face that says, I'm better than God. I go for the, I, you know, I rule the Pope. I rule the world. And Trumpy goes over and hugs him. And if you think there's passion in my voice, you're absolutely right. And Kavanaugh is not going to change one iota. He's an ideologue. He believes in his heart of hearts and his soul. The way he was brought up is a good little Catholic boy being touched on the head that he's right. He's got his Bible in one hand and he's got his knife in the other. And it's wrong. Well, speaking of wrongs, I I, I came upon a, a movie that's coming out in the end, the end of the month. Um, and it, it's, it's uh, well. Here's here's the problem. We we we've been um, subverted, attacked by Russia, and and it, it it still goes on. And you know the the it's it's kind of invisible. So in a way, those who 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 are comfortable um, can go about their their busy days and and really not think about it and. And I've known a lot of, I know a lot of people who uh, 
for this for whom this this is a is a big deal you know trump is going to uh, affect them negatively um very much and they've tuned out they just can't talk about it anymore and they actually get annoyed that uh, uh you bring the subject up you talk about it but um Anyway, Ray, there's a new movie coming out. It's called Active Measures. And it, boy, did it get my attention. The other day I saw a little uh, clip from uh, Mika and Joe from, from the Morning Joe show, uh, which I have issues with. But anyway, they showed, they had the, the producer on and they showed um, a clip from this movie and it looks devastating. And I want to read a little bit about um, this is from NPR. Um, um, what what Americans need to know about Russian active measures, and the name of the book is Active Measures. And I want to read a little and uh, get your comments, right? So, what are active measures? The Russian government launched a broad influence campaign against the United States starting in 2014. Intelligence professionals call it the latest example of active measures, secret tools of statecraft that have been used for centuries and were employed by Russia during the Cold War. In recent years, they have included many interlocking elements. Russian operatives visited the United States to conduct reconnaissance in several states and cities across the country. And I remember that being covered just a little bit um, the 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 uh, especially Rachel Maddow would 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 say, hey, what's this guy doing here? What's his plane doing in New York and then flying to North Carolina? What what is that about? Nobody had answers. Cyber attack and back to the article. Cyber attacks targeted more than 500 people or institutions, including the Democratic National Committee, former Secretary of State Colin Powell, top military commanders and the chairman of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign, John Podesta. Much of the information was later released, weaponized publicly to embarrass victims via WikiLeaks or another website, DC Leaks, which was set up by Russian intelligence. Uh, the U.S., as we know, has charged 12 Russian military intelligence officers in the case. Um, also, well, another point, cyber attacks probed state election systems and their vendors. A number of states were targeted for covert exploration. Officials say that no votes were changed, but those details remain unclear. Information was stolen about roughly 500,000 voters. Well, that would have cinched an election that Trump, uh, well, <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> And another point, Russian operatives used fake or deceptive accounts on social media to amplify controversy in the United States, pitting American users against each other, and even organizing some real-world events from afar. The U.S. has charged 13 Russians and three Russian entities in the case. And uh, let's try one more point. Uh, Russian operatives may have forged documents or other secret material in an attempt to confuse FBI or other intelligence officials at levels only they could see. And that was a point, um, this uh, former ambassador to the Soviet Union, to the Russia, 
uh, for Obama, Michael McFaul, who Putin uh, wants to bring over to Russia and 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 kill. Um, uh, McFaul has said, you know, that's the price, the ultimate price we've paid for an open democracy. We 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 don't put these uh, stories. The government, at least, investigates first, and and and. And you know we're the good guys. We're the we're well, you know mostly, and and we don't go out making reckless charges like um, uh, a Russia would do or Putin would do. And 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 so we uh, play the long game. We we but no, there's nobody nobody standing up and saying, um, you know, uh, this is war. And and these are the consequences. I everybody I've known who's gone to Russia has come back saying it's a terrible place to live. It's a terrible country. There's no infrastructure. Um, you you feel uh, it's a it's a security state. They watch your every move, and um, and you know the image that always sticks in my head is a friend went to. Uh, um, Russia, and he was visiting friends there. And uh, in the in the refrigerator was uh, just a bottle a bottle of vodka and a, and a frozen carrot stick. And you know, to be LGBT in Russia is to be uh, an oppressed minority class. I mean, it's illegal to 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 even have a protest, to even have a march. And, and let alone, you know, Putin set up the camps in Chechnya, and God knows how many how many LGBT people he's killed. And um, so, Ray, I, I said a mouthful. What? Any comments on some, all of the above? Oh, they're calculating. They choreograph. Um, their history is everything that you said. I've heard similar narratives from people, and of course, I mentioned. Just last Sunday on Homo Radio, um, the two two years to the day earlier, we were talking about the Kill the Gays bill, and now there stands this man. This there stands Putin, the American flag and the Russian flag actually touching, they flutter, touching each other, and uh, who's singing Putin's praises? A despot, a cold-blooded murderer, even a family, but but our president. And I guess the thing that just amazes me is that there isn't more reaction. I'll never understand it. I guess I just have to go to my grave wondering whatever happened to the society I grew up in. Because I, th- I told you last night, half in, only half in jest, I think it would make a great fodder for a sci-fi movie uh, analogous to Invasion of the Body Snatchers because it seems like something just happened to the people that even I went to school with who were protesters of the Vietnam War in the 60s and early 70s. What happened, Dave? You tell me. You're the sage. <laughs> no, we've become the Stepford Nation. You know, that's... Stepford Wise. There, I want a copyright on that. The Stepford Nation. Is that in? Is that a yeah. Baylock original? I like that. Yeah, I ju- yeah, I just thought it up. I, I did. I literally just thought it up. But, but I used to talk with a friend about the, uh, uh, when something seemed crazy or <coughs> excuse me, similar. You know, you know, we've all 
you know, we would say we've all become Stepford, Stepford husbands or wives. And uh, that, I mean, that was a tacky movie, but it, it, it's amazing how it lingers in the, in the, the vocabulary, you know, that, that, uh, um, uh, that <laughs> what they basically did for those who don't know it, it's a movie where the wives, the original movie, I guess, that the wives are fed up with, um, you know, the, the, their demanding husbands and their ungrateful husbands. So they get reprogrammed. They get reprogrammed and basically get lobotomized. The husbands get lobotomized so that they become... Um, uh, little poodles, you know, very docile, very, very, uh, uh, very Cleaver. They float through the air. Oh, but, but June Cleaver had it all over. June Cleaver was one smart cookie. Don't you agree? She was, <laughs> yeah, she knew what, and all she knew what, <laughs> she knew what Eddie Haskell was up to. She knew what, uh, um, uh, Lumpy was up to. What, what, didn't she call him Clarence? Yeah, she wouldn't yes, call. She would, that, of course, Clarence. Yes, yes, Clarence. Yeah, <laughs> she, I don't think she ever called him Lumpy. That's an excellent observation. It's a Leave It to Beaver fanatic. I, I don't think I've ever had any, heard anybody point that out before. Stepford, <laughs> Stepford, what did you say? And now this, I thought you're on a roll. Stepford Nation. Stepford. Stepford Nation. Yeah. Cleaver being, wow, impressive. Wow. Well, we there are many parallels to to old shows, um, um, and and I, I think you know that's another show for another another topic for another show. But uh, um, you know somebody's gonna uh, write this up. Uh, maybe not in our lifetimes, but uh, this this. Uh, you know, we had World War II movies uh, come up during the war. Here from Eternity, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Stalag 17, or whatever. You know, a lot of war movies were made to, uh, and still being made, Saving Private Ryan, to, to understand that war. Well, this is a war, and, and people just don't understand it and can't. I, you know, it's an invisible war. It's a war uh, of of denying voting rights. It's a war of stealing power through uh, the internet. And and you know, I, I did a little research on Uncle Joe Stalin. And you know, if people don't know that, should know that Stalin may have been even worse than Hitler. He was the the um, uh, supreme leader of uh, the Soviet Union, and uh, he murdered millions of his own people. I mean, don't get me wrong, Hitler did no good, but uh, he thought at least he was attacking the enemy. Stalin killed his own people and, and ruled by absolute fear. And, you know, when Trump does things like attacking the media and threatening them, uh, you, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, here's another imagery that uh, I'm being the canary in the coal mine. I mean, this is bad news. Where are people, where are they on the streets protesting? I, I mean, we've just been lulled into, into 
and I guess this is what dictators do in dictatorships. They, they, um, they confuse people. They uh, uh, divide people. Um, they don't tell the truth. And and what are you going to do? You, 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 people give up. I mean, we haven't had a good march in a while. And uh, you you mentioned the the students down in Florida, yeah, who survived the uh, the the gun shooting of the week down there, and um, haven't seen much of them lately. You know, they were protesting. They were they were uh, vowing to to you know vote everybody out. And if they're active, I'd like to know it. But I you know I don't see it on on uh, what we have for media these days. You know, but nevertheless, Trump cannot threaten reporters. And and um, I mean that is. Uh, the First Amendment, you can't, it, it comes before the damn Second Amendment with the, uh, you know, the guns and everything. But uh, it's, it's, um, it's bad. <laughs> it's just bad. So, um, Ray, I want to take a second to, to, to do some um, necessary self-promotion for for me and for a thousand moms, because we need your help if we are going to um, uh, keep up the work to, to help LGBTQ youth in foster and adoptive care, our mission. And um, we have, and this is a, a really big thing that I, I really hope people can, can take advantage of because we are um, offering scholarships um, to uh, uh, students who are preparing for college and uh, we want them to get there and these scholarships can go can range anywhere from uh, $10,000 to $50,000 and um, we, we want to sponsor um, youth in foster care but anyone is eligible for this um, this is a, an amazing program out of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. It's called the uh, Sage Scholars. And um, please, anybody, uh, you can get more information if you go to our website. And it's called tuitionrewards.blogspot.com. Tuitionrewards.blogspot.com. And, and there you can uh, see what this is about. It is, it is um, an amazing program sponsored by 400 colleges, provide the funding themselves. These colleges um, need students. They want qualified students. And God knows we need critical thinkers to, uh, in this country if we're going to get out of this mess and, and rebuild this country. And, uh, and what parent doesn't want their child to succeed? Um, uh, so please visit www.tuitionrewards.blogspot.com. Okay? Um, and time is running out on that offer, so folks need to take action. So anyway, now, now Ray, I, I also have a new book out. It's called uh, In the Healing the Brain series, um, which uh, we just updated the, the, uh, the book on LGBTQ stress and trauma. And um, 
so that is available. Um, and I've just published Healing the Brain, Food and Family. And what it is, Ray, is, is a, I look back at my family upbringing, and, you know, of course it wasn't perfect, and, but I grew up in a, in a very large extended family living in the same house, and I was able to see um, uh, what they, how we ate and, and how it affected our, our health. And uh, I wanted to, there's a new, new understanding of food and, say, Alzheimer's disease, food and, and obesity, which is a major, major worldwide problem and connected to diabetes. And, and there's uh, stroke and heart attack, one of the leading killers. And so I take a look at, I use my family as, as sort of case studies and to describe what um, what we do and, and you know, in, included in that smoking, which um, was, was uh, uh, affected my father very badly, um, but uh, o- obesity, overeating uh, affected my mother and my aunt um, got Alzheimer's and, and um, you know, it's a multi-factor disease, but, uh, you know, it, it, it cut 10 years off of her very, very wonderful life. But let me read, uh, this is a section, Ray, about fast food. Fast food and processed foods were staples of my family's diet on the first floor, as for many in the baby boom years. My parents shared the cooking during the week, and for people with full-time jobs and five children, I understand how and why their food choices were not always best. Good food, as any restaurant sign says, takes time and is more expensive. My parents simply did the best they could with their available resources. Fast and processed foods contain an overabundance of sugar, salt, and fat, adding a degree of flavor at a low cost to the manufacturers. In general, most foods prepared by a person rather than a machine will be healthier just because we naturally don't add excess sugar, salt, and fat. My parents' home cooking featured tasty dishes um, that they worked hard on, including uh, my, my father's famous french fries, which were so delicious that the, the children lined up to eat them as soon as they were cooked, but they were cooked in deep fats with lots of salt. Um, so one doctor actually went on what he called uh, Project Unhealthy for five days, um, eating only fast and processed food. He gained eight pounds in five days, became hypertensive, and developed high blood pressure. He cautioned his patients to learn from him what we're doing on our, to ourselves. If he did it for just five days, he felt miserable. He gained weight. He put his body in jeopardy and claimed that he was never going to do that again. When you eat these foods, it causes an addictive pattern in your mind, and you end up overweight, lethargic, and not feeling good about yourself. What happens when you eat a fast food meal? America, <laughs> we do that. Something very simple. The contents enter your stomach, and they include sodium, fat molecules, and refined sugar molecules. Initially, all goes well. When they hit your stomach, good things start to happen. Dopamine and serotonin, chemical messenger production is enhanced. You feel great for the first few minutes, 
but things are also going on inside your body that aren't so great. For one, your pancreas is secreting more and more insulin to deal with the massive sugar overload in your cells from the fries, from the white hamburger bun, and from sugar in the soda we use to wash down this food. Your insulin is telling your body to store fat. Why would you have eaten a big meal? Why would you have eaten a meal that big with that many calories unless you were going into hibernation? Well, that's what our systems do when we hibernate. So last but not least, what isn't going on in your brain 30 minutes after a meal? There's no more dopamine rush. There's no more serotonin. You're lethargic, feeling less happy. And all of this um, in the fast food nation that we live in has, has, has caused a, um, um, a nation of obese people, uh, a nation um, with severe health problems, including diabetes, and uh, we need to know. We need to know. I think if we, my premise of my book, if we know these, these simple rules, uh, we're, we're going to think twice before um, um, eating badly. And, and Ray, I liken it to the, the Surgeon General's report, not my book, but the Surgeon General's report on cigarette smoking uh, came out in 1963 and um, really changed people's percep- perceptions of, you know, gone were the advertisements, reach, you know, Ronald Reagan reached for a, a, a smoke instead of a sweet. And we need to um, rethink what we eat. And um, so folks can get the book at uh, two places. Go to Amazon.com, look for Healing the Brain, Food and Family, and my name, David Balog. And also, um, you can go to www.healingthebrainbooks.com, www.healingthebrainbooks.com. Okay, Ray, that was our health and education corner and and uh uh donnie trump is is gonna be playing golf uh the next couple of weeks in his little hideout in in um in new jersey um but you know i i look back and i just think it's incredible that i used to see him walking on the streets because i worked in the building next to trump tower and uh he was probably uh, dealing. Walk, he would have street walk and talks, and uh, maybe there was a Russian uh, operative among those. Um, so Ray, um, my only solution, as we talked about last week, is vote. Um, and I, I, I think we don't have any any choice but to have a massive, massive um, vote effort. And um, do you think we're going uh, to... I worry about uh, people's desire to vote uh, being squelched because of the, you know, the continuing meddling of the Russians in our elections. Are people going to think, and I hope this isn't true, why should I bother? Uh, my vote, is, unless it's a hard copy vote... Uh, it'll be meddled with. They'll find just enough ways to meddle with just enough key elections and get whatever the required number is this time to change the world. With 73,000 in 2016 in three Rust Belt states, how many yeah. will it take in the midterms to do the same thing? 
I, I, I don't want to sound, you know, um, I don't want to sound glum or, or I'm trying to searching for the word, but um, it does concern me greatly that we're not being given a level playing field with fair rules because if we aren't, I don't know how we can win the game. Right. Well, I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it certainly is uh, dismaying. I, I, I try to get as much information as I can every day, but, um, it is overwhelming and that and that is what despots and dictators do and and I'll never forget that shit eating grin that Putin gave in Helsinki uh, as he looked upon his boy um basically uh selling out his selling out the United States um uh the, you know um uh, praising Putin and 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 putting down his own national security system and I mean there's going to be a special place in hell for Trump and I think people uh, you know instead of uh, I, I don't know I don't know I, I, I think um, people need to vote and I want to give that website where folks can go to register it's vote.gov vote.gov and um, there, if you don't want to go to a government site, and I don't blame you, um, please Google. There are plenty, plenty of online sites for um, um, registering to vote, for making sure you're registered to vote. And there's also, you can make a trip to your board of elections. Uh, you can, you can uh, fill out a paper application. And that's another thing um, I hope, listen to, uh, Bill Clinton, what he said last week, the only the only security is a paper ballot, and um, whether we get there or not, uh, I don't know. Um, but um, this is uh, it's on the line. It's all on the line, and um, I do want to recommend an article I saw this week, and I, I don't even have the publication or the name, but uh, the the article was about. Um, People in foster care um, very well know that the government is, does not do well taking care of children, um, particularly ripping them away from their mother's arms, among the other crimes that Mr. Trump has committed. Um, uh, a thousand moms knows, we know from dealing with youth, that separation is, is, a, is a major traumatic episode, a major uh, disabling episode that can bring on PTSD and, you know, a lifetime, a lifetime of trauma, a lifetime of bad health, a lifetime of, of perhaps addiction, and uh, just another way that the Trumps and the Bannons and the Steve Millers have just um, cut into our heart and soul. I mean, I, I, I just... Uh, there's just no way around it. This is a uh, a, a country for uh, this is Putin land right now, and to change it, I don't know. We gotta we got our work out for us. So Ray, any final thoughts? Any any uh, um, shall we say God bless America? That could work. I'm I'm watching with great interest. What kind of outrageous things? He'll, Trump will say tonight as he's campaigning for the uh, 
race details of which I'm really not versed in uh, next Tuesday. I know it involves a race that hasn't uh, been won by a Democrat in many, many years. And uh, he's going there to rile him up. So I'm sure the script will be the same. They always think he's going to say something different, but he never. He doesn't have the creativity to do so. No, no. He he, he lives by uh, demagoguery. And uh, so... So the, the the phrase of the day, and we'll maybe I'll retitle this show is uh, Stepford Nation, and uh, I hope we wake I up. I like that. Thank you, Ben. You can you know, feel free to use that. I, I don't have time to copyright it. But anyway, thanks, Ray. Thanks everybody for listening. Our, our time is is waning here, and uh, good luck. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Have a great thanks, afternoon. Ray.